Welcome to the Nourished and Nurturing Podcast, for two holistic-minded moms with a passion for real food and raising healthy, empowered children. We want to provide a safe and educational, judgment-free zone for supporting women as they journey into motherhood and discover the mom they were meant to be. I'm Marissa of Confidently Balanced. I'm a former speech-language pathologist turned nutritional therapy practitioner and have a passion for all things health, wellness, and mindset. I'm also a mama to a little guy with a big personality. And I'm Michelle. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner student. I have a degree in Thai massage and a master's in business analytics. I'm a mama to a little one and have another one on the way. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or qualified health provider with any questions you have regarding a medical concern. Well, hello. Hi. I feel like it's been forever since we chatted. I know. I feel like I've been in this like complete fog with, uh, you know, I've been sick for, I got bronchitis and Mm. I feel like I've been living under a rock. Oh, I bet. (laughs) It has to be so terrible. So thank you for doing those interviews because I haven't been on my own podcast in several weeks. Yeah, they were so much fun. If you guys haven't listened to them, we talked about food sensitivities with Amy and then just this whole other perspective on motherhood and growing as a parent with my friend, another Marissa. So... Yeah, I listened to both of them and the the food sensitivity one, I definitely, like it, it kind of broke it down into a really, I don't know, relatable, like easy to understand way. And so I learned from that. I was excited. So yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Um, but yeah, so we'll, um, and then some of the, well, we'll get into this, but yeah, some of the guests that we had scheduled to do together, uh, I was with, and we all kind of got sick at the same time. <laughs> Seems so like everybody went down. Everybody did go down. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I can just talk about that. I had a retreat um, with the women from the Modern Mamas podcast, which is how we kind of got connected to each other um, through Laura and that was the second retreat I went to with this group. And it's just because of the content of the podcast, um, it tends to be a lot of women with children, like right around our kids age, because the podcast came out, I think right at the end of my pregnancy, it started. And it's just like, you want to consume all the things, baby. And like, oh, yeah. I don't know, just hear all the birth stories. And um, so so yeah, it was just, it's such a great group of women and they're, they're health focused. And, um, so this was obviously a different group than the first retreat. There were three of us that had been on both, but, um, it was just, it was wonderful. Like just such a great space. And people were even commenting, like, think about with your friends, how difficult it would be to say like, let's do a girl's weekend. Like it just never happens. So it's nice that they're creating the space where we're getting away where, you know, and it, it's this like positive space of like, yep, some women are pumping and, uh, we're, you know, not everyone is a mom, but mostly were. And so it was just a wonderful space, but then, yeah, I think like 75% of us got sick. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
like worth it so terrible (laughs) I know and my mom was like so you regret going and I'm like well no you can't tell me I regret it and she's like well you regret getting sick I'm like well of course I didn't want to get sick right that's just a consequence (laughs) um so it it was like extremely uncomfortable at 36 weeks pregnant to have bronchitis and like and then Connor got sick and Scott thought he was getting sick but he he recovered but um yeah it's just crazy because and also just like being kind of shut down for these couple weeks like I'm like right at the end of my pregnancy now and it kind of flew by yeah what a way to it's like a grand finale right there (laughs) (laughs) I mean I'm not quite ready but yeah yeah it's it's been it's definitely slowed me down but it's it kind of in a nice like I don't know I don't want to say it was nice but like I got so many baby cuddles and days off work Mm -hmm. and like he um, my mom was out of town and my mother-in-law was, uh, she got sick from Connor. So oh no, <laughs> I took days, I took days to like watch him. And so just like, I don't know, our little family of three got to hang out and watch movies and like, we're not going to be a family three of three for much longer. Yeah. And so, so it was in the, yeah. in just a weird way. I like, I've gotten to spend more time with, Connor than I think I would have if I had just kept like go 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 and yeah. wasn't I don't know Aww. wasn't confined to the house so. right my sweet little guy good and bad what's going on with you you know I feel like I kind of say the same thing so much and nothing at the same time <laughs> um I've really I don't know I've been doing a lot of inner work lately I've done two Reiki sessions now I'm getting an attunement on Sunday. So I'm going to be a Reiki level one practitioner. Are they called practitioners? Is that the right term? I don't uh, know. I know you do I this. So, okay. Yeah. So, I, 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 I told you this, that I was a Reiki master from like 10 years ago. Oh, has that been <laughs> that long? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah. It, but I, I got really into it and I, I, I'm like, I'm like into the whole chakras and crystals mm-hmm. and I'm not like a hundred percent, like, like this is completely a hundred percent science, but like, totally. it, <laughs> it totally, it, like it works. So what does it matter? Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's been huge for me lately. And yeah, um, my practitioner, she's a master and she also works as a, um, oh, what's the word? A medium. Okay. So she kind of like incorporates that into her Reiki. And the first time I did it, it was like, geez, three or four weeks ago now, like stuff came through and that was kind of crazy. And I didn't really know how to process all of that, <laughs> but it was really, really interesting. And then I just had one on Sunday and it was also, it's just intense, but not in a bad way. And it's been really, really good for me. And it's just through the yoga studio that I've been going to. And I've just been doing a lot of yoga and the things that she knows <laughs> in my head that I haven't even said out loud are crazy. So I'm really excited to see what happens on Sunday. But yeah, we've been doing a lot of that. Just kind of, I don't know, trying to stick with a rhythm around here. We've been getting outside a lot more. Weather hasn't been great, but it's been good for yeah. all of us to get out of these walls. And I don't know, nothing really exciting, but just like a lot of self-care stuff. I think it honestly stemmed from the episode that we did where I was just talking about what even am I doing right now? So I've been just like 
reeling everything in and just kind of letting go of things that aren't working. And I don't know, lots of random stuff, but I've talked about that episode so much because yeah. it, it just like gave me such perspective on, I don't know, being a mom, even mm-hmm. though it was like half my story. It's like, Oh, we're all, we're all dealing with it in a little bit of a different way, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I really liked that one. Yeah, I've gotten um, a lot of good feedback from that too, from other moms. And so, <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, relatable. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, so um, nothing crazy. Yeah, cool. But no, I'm glad you're doing self care. Like, um, I even painted my nails. This is the third week I painted my nails in a row. <laughs> it sounds so silly. But I used to have a whole routine. I would just put on music and just like do this whole thing. And, I think since my son was born, I've done it like two or three times, honestly. And this is the third yeah. week in a row. So it's nice. It's making me feel like a human. So it counts. Yeah. You've <laughs> become a whole new person since I, I last talked to you. Who am I? <laughs> oh, so, man. Yeah. What else That's is awesome. going on with you? I feel like you have a lot going on right now. Well, I'm officially an NTP. Yay. So it's yeah, F-N-T-P. I know. Yes, FNTP. They changed it halfway through (laughs) my program. Um, So, yeah, I actually like just got my diploma or whatever yesterday. So it's official, official. Um, So it's kind of nice to have that off my plate. But it was also just, it was a great weekend, like the last weekend together. But it was also for me discouraging in a lot of ways because they really went in depth into the laws in Illinois around working one-on-one with clients and it's not great. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think Illinois is one of the worst States in the country. And so I need to talk to a lawyer and see what can be done. Cause I thought maybe I could work like if the business was located somebody somewhere else, I could be able to do it, but it seems like it's based on where you live. And, um, so I'm just kind of exploring what I want to do with that and what my options are. So you can give general nutrition advice. Um, so I could teach classes and, um, do things like that, but just in terms of trying to build a business and figure out what I want to do. It, it does seem like there's some obstacles to that. Um, I could also work under someone who's licensed, like an acupuncturist, chiropractor, a physical therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do have a lot of contacts because I, I do these things for myself. Like right. I take care of myself and I know, you know, I have a chiropractor and a physical therapist and all, all the things, but um so yeah, just kind of exploring that, but it it was it was stricter than I kind of thought it would be. Like I knew it was bad and Illinois was a red state or whatever. And, um but so yeah, good good and bad. Yeah. Um but I'm actually like with the pregnancy and getting 12 weeks off work coming up, um you know, I'm not going to have a lot of headspace because I'm going to have a newborn, but I'm excited to have this space away from work. Mm-hmm. Um, just to, I don't know, I'm hoping like some kind of perspective comes a couple months in. Like, to free up a lot. That's probably very needed. Well, yeah, but I'll have a newborn. Well, yeah. <laughs> 
Gonna and all of her hormones. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm I'm not expecting it to be like this productive time where I figure out my life. Like everything's gonna change. Um, so I'm and I'm definitely excited, and I definitely have some anxiety around bringing another human into the world too. But it's a bit of a big deal. Is, it's a big deal, and it feels um, like an even bigger deal than with my first. And I was kind of just exploring that, like, why does it feel so different? And with Connor, it was like, he was going to change our lives, like mine and Scott's. But like now we're changing our lives and Connor's life and our relationship with Connor. And like, like there's just more relationships that'll change because Mm -hmm. it's, because we're three people adding a fourth, not two people adding a third. Like it's, um, I don't know. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm excited to see him with his little brother or sister. And does he seem like, excited about it? He does. He yeah. does. I just like, you know, he's two. He doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, My kid tells me I'm never having any more children. So that's. Funny. Oh, really? Connor really wants the baby. Aww. And he's like pretending his monkey is new baby and putting him in the crib. <laughs> so and, sweet. Um, it's, it's really sweet. So I, I hope it, you know, I hope it goes well. It's obviously going to be an adjustment though. Yeah. So, but yeah, so uh, again, I'm, I'm excited to kind of just go into this new chapter and I'm trying not to overthink it, which, right. you know, Easy I am not good at not <laughs> overthinking things and I'm trying to just like be in a space where like okay I'm gonna take it as it comes like maybe I go back to work maybe I don't like mm-hmm. let's just ride this um again not one of my strengths but I'm I'm really trying to be in that space where let's just take it as it comes and yeah hopefully I know what's right for me when the time is to make a decision I've been working on a new project around nutrition. I I think we've kind of touched on this, but um, what we're, I'm working with another nutritionist that I actually met at the first retreat from the Modern Mamas podcast. And she uh, she works mostly with postpartum and pregnant women. So nutrition around that time and what we wanted to do was create like a ebook of things to do, like prepare for postpartum nutrition. Mm. So, and this is like something I'm super into right now. Like I'm trying to freeze things. Uh, I didn't eat the best. I didn't eat terrible, but I didn't eat the best ever after Connor was born. Just, you know, there are more like I, Scott would make lactation cookies and I'd have three of them and (laughs) grab them. And because we had a lot of breastfeeding problems and it wasn't, I didn't have a lot of time. Right. So just that if you have those things like ready to go or some, some part of it prepped ahead of time, like, can you make a big pot of oats at the beginning of the week? And it's not, it doesn't take that much time and it's a lot of food and oats are good for lactation. And so we're kind of putting all of this in there for really 
nurturing foods because your body's very depleted after you have a baby and you lose all that blood and like um your your hormones are changing dramatically so you need a lot of fat and plus all the you know the the breastfeeding like you want the oats and the yams and the flax and the brewer's yeast and all that so so we're putting this resource together where it kind of has all that in there and then how can you prep it ahead of time like can you make the whole thing and freeze it or should you just brown the meat so that it's like take this out throw some eggs in and you've got a frittata like um so I'm really excited and it sounds amazing yeah I, I think it's needed and again it's like the perfect time for me because I want to be freezing stuff anyway yeah, so two birds. I've gotten really into the recipe creation and um even just like learning about different flavors like I, we got a little into like Ayurvedic stuff like mm-hmm. warming foods because you're kind of in this cold depleted state after having a baby so like like having cinnamon and like those kind of spices to warm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're incorporating some of that stuff. So I'm just like having the best time with it, like Good. spending time in the kitchen and um, yeah. That's, so. I love it. I love it. It's going to be an amazing resource, I think for so many moms. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm really excited about it, but then there's like, there's a lot of things that aren't necessarily my strong suit. Like, food photography <laughs> oh, oh my God. um it's hard I bet and I, I like bought some supplies and um especially when it's winter and your natural light window is so small you got like three hours to do all these yeah. photos <laughs> right right it's like wait it's 4 30 I, I it's dark already <laughs> oh no um, yeah that's tough oh my goodness but I'm, I'm having so much fun with it. So it's kind of like, even if, even if it didn't go anywhere, I love doing it, but I, I really think it is going to be a great resource and that it's something I can stick to while I'm not working. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're trying to get all the recipes created and photographed before I have the baby and then do more of the text, like here are the benefits of collagen for tissue repair after a vaginal birth or a c-section or um because I think that'll be easier to just kind of sit on the couch and type out (laughs) oh my gosh totally you don't want to be taking pictures with a baby on your hip and a toddler at your feet I don't even want to be making my food look pretty (laughs) it's it's like heat it up and shove it down (laughs) so Oh man. So yeah, I'm I'm like super loving that. And then Good. last night I had an event at my house. So I think I've talked about this. I'm in this like women's club in the um the suburbs that I live in. So there's different committees and I'm on the cooking committee and the wellness committee. So oh, well, that's cool. um yeah, so last night we did this um cooking committee event at my house. So it was I've been like prepared. Like I used three of the recipes that are going into this ebook. So it was like a chicken liver, chili, bone marrow pancakes, and like a butternut squash soup with homemade bone broth. So I showed how to do like marrow and bone broth and like 
So like some of these weirder cuts that kind of seem intimidating, but like, it's really not hard to make your own bone broth. No. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's so easy. (laughs) um, But like purchasing chicken feet seems so weird to people. So it's like, I'm like, Oh, let me just like show it and make it seem approachable. And it went so well. Like everybody was like taking notes, like, where do you buy this? Where do you, um, and I got to talk about like fats and, nutrient density and like plant foods versus animal foods. And, um, I've, I freaking loved it. I'm like, Good. how do I make this my job? <laughs> you are. <laughs> um, Yay. so, and then, um, another woman on the cooking committee, she does a lot of, um, like plate design where, uh-huh. she'll take fruits and vegetables and make funny faces or like yeah. patterns or, um, like somebody made a butterfly last wow. night out of like bell peppers and berries. And so I was kind of doing my piece. Um, and then she did a little thing on like, she, like she had pictures to hand out about plate design and it was like super fun. So it was really around like making healthy eating approachable and fun and like that's so cool. Part of the family. Cause I, yeah. I do feel like, I don't know if you get this, but like, I feel like a lot of women want to eat healthier, but they struggle with getting their husbands and children on board. Um, you hear that often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cause yeah, it's like the woman wants to change. Uh, and it is, it is, I don't know. We don't want to stereotype, but it does tend to be like women who want to better themselves and get healthier and it's hard to like, how do I get my kids to eat this? Or, um, and I always like vegetables. I'm like, just add fat and salt. (laughs) Don't complicate it. (laughs) (laughs) Or spices in general, but yeah, make it taste good. And, but I thought the, the plating thing was really fun. It was a lot of raw vegetables and I don't, does your son eat raw vegetables? Not really. He doesn't like them. Yeah. And I wondered if, yeah, cause I've like let my son maybe pick it, my salad or, I mean, let him, meaning he didn't want to at all, like yeah. <laughs> no interest. Um, but I, yeah, I haven't done a lot of raw and she said that her daughter didn't start doing it until she was a little older. So I think I read something about the way that they break down raw vegetables and I don't know if that was <laughs> That it's harder to digest. Yeah. 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 That's what I would imagine. And it's, it would be extremely difficult for mm-hmm. somebody under two. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it's a fun idea and we can, I can, I want to figure out how to incorporate that. But, I love it. I used to do um, that with, uh, at the preschool I worked at, we had a cooking group and we would do that. We'd go into a classroom every week and we'd have this little creation that we would make. And the kids I worked with, most of them had autism, not all of them, but um, it was just a way to introduce new foods to the, all these kids. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So I, I love that. I think. So what cool. was it you did it demos was the, for the children? Yeah. Yeah. We called it cooking group and we'd have this thing that we would find usually on Pinterest. And it was like, like you said, you'd make a butterfly out of the fruit or not all of it was with ingredients I would pick. <laughs> okay. But usually there was just like a fruit or a vegetable or something they wouldn't typically eat or be exposed to that we would incorporate. And it would all at least 
at least touch it. You know, some of them, that was a huge deal. It was just touching the thing, but okay. yeah, How it was old more they? fun. Different ages. Yeah. Mo- most of the, it was three to five. So okay. ones. yeah. Yeah. So I love that. I think that's really cool. Yeah. So I, yeah, I thought it went really well. Um, but yeah, something, it kind of brings us into the topic we want to talk about is just like, um, creating positive relationships with food in general. And I think that's kind of a loaded topic, probably more for adults than for children, but (laughs) kind of both. Um, Like it's the way we feed our children. I think people from the outside look at it as so restrictive. Yeah. Um, But it doesn't feel that way to me. (laughs) Like, it feels like we love food. We enjoy food together. And, um, but it's, there's this line of like, you want to encourage healthy eating, but not villainize some of these other foods they're exposed to. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a song and dance every day. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. Like there's certain events that like, okay, we're, there's going to be a lot of desserts. How are we going to handle this? And um, I don't know. Do you have thoughts on this? For me, I have, I was really, really strict up until he was probably one, one and a half, maybe, maybe not really strict, just that I cared a lot, especially about sugar and everything. Like that was a big okay. pass for me, but lately, I mean, we'll go on play dates and people will have donuts, like those little donut holes or they'll make cupcakes or whatever. And he doesn't really care to have them. He'll reach for the fruit before he goes for that. And, but I'm not telling him no. And if he wants to try it, cool. And sometimes he will. And sometimes he'll eat a whole muffin, you know, whatever it is. But I'm just at the point where I feel like what we do at home is more than enough and he can handle some of the other stuff. So I don't know. That's kind of where it's interesting too. Cause one of my good friends said that about her older son that like, yeah, he goes to this preschool and they have Ritz crackers, but like her kid's not a good eater. So mm. she, he doesn't even like go for the snacks, but I'm like, yeah. oh, my kid will eat all the donuts. Like, <laughs> um, but he, he still loves liverwurst or like all the, the healthy foods too, but he's an eater. Yeah. Um, so it is a little different because it's like, I'm not going to let him have five cupcakes like right yeah that is very um (laughs) I don't know I don't know I I I do struggle with that but I um yeah kind of take the approach of I will bring food and try to encourage that um I don't know I guess I am still trying to find a balance with that and I get really frustrated sometimes when there aren't any good options at an event yeah um where it's like, okay, can I make him a plate that has one cupcake, but also some fruit? And I mean, even that is, it's all sugar. Like, right. can we, can we get I something know, with but, a little protein in it? Right. I know. And it's hard. It's hard when you know so much. <laughs> it's almost sometimes yeah. it's, it can be a burden, but I mean, I wouldn't change it, but yeah, in those instances, it does feel like a burden, but I don't know. Yeah, I, but it is such a, I, I like, I like that perspective. Cause you're like, if you're 95% of the time feeding them really nutrient dense foods, they're not like 
they're not like not eating their dinner because they only want cupcakes. Like you're still exposing them to a variety of foods. Like it's, it's not gonna really tip the scales if it's once in a while and it's worth having those social interactions. Totally. Yep. Um, Yeah. It's not always easy. I mean, I do have to bite my tongue when I see the box of Duncan munchkins or whatever they're called come through. Just like, why, why this again? But I don't know. Like I said, it's easier for me to say because he doesn't really go for them often or if he does, it's like one. So I guess to your point, I don't have that, that other perspective of like, oh, he's going to eat the whole box and now I have to stop it. And now I have to demonize it. So yeah, that's, that's a different beast, I think. (laughs) It is. And it's like, maybe it's tough to limit your exposure. So like my friend last night, she's like one of my best friends. She wanted uh, Connor to come to this cookie, cookie decorating event. And like, I'm like, well, maybe they decorate like three cookies and I think it would be fun, but I'm also just like, well, I might rather just avoid that. (laughs) Right. Oh yeah. Um, I get that. Totally. That's hard. But yeah, with him, like we're getting ready for him to be starting school. It'll be three full days a week and Mm -hmm. they have a menu that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like it's all organic food, but the morning snack is like raisin toast and like, um, you know, with organic whatever and 2% milk and, um, but they do let me bring my own food. So I'm just like, you know what, that's, that's where I'm going to be letting go. Like, it's not the worst option in the world. Um, I will pack food for him and let him make the choice. So, yeah, I think that's important too, because I mean, like we said, what you're doing at home is huge. And honestly, that's the biggest part of it. But also think about, you know, you're, you're also doing him a favor by reducing the number of toxins he's exposed to in your home. Like, you know, you're helping out his body in other ways where, yeah, it's not the best option, but it's also not the worst and he can handle it. Like he has a much, he's much more capable of handling it than, you know. Yeah. He's a healthy kid. Yeah. And, and the first two years, like you said, a year and a half, like two years, really really sets them up foundationally yeah. and you do have a lot more control when they're younger so um, I use that to my so I feel good about sure. that yeah <laughs> uh have you seen this Instagram account uh kids eat in color no have you heard of her okay I'm like super into it and she she speaks to some of these things where um it's like a plate with all these like fruits, vegetables, meats, and a little cup of blueberries. And then like that message on that image was like, candy's bad. You have to eat your vegetables. Like you have to try this, blah, blah, blah. And then it was like an identical plate, but the little cup had three blue M&Ms instead of blueberries. And it's just like, yeah, they might want the candy. It's not going to fill them up. Like let's normalize it as a part of food and not um, like not give this message that like, that's bad. You have to eat your vegetables. Cause yeah. it's like kids take that to mean like, or if you're doing like the rewards, like then kids associate this with like the, Oh, I have to eat this. But what I really want is the candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I like really want to create this positive 
association with food for my son and doing that, like, okay, we're going to the cookie decorating, but you can't eat any, like, um, like giving him those messages, I think can do more damage than eating the cookie. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have done my best to be neutral about food, even though sometimes I'm screaming on the inside, just eat the peas or whatever it is. (laughs) Like last night we had, we had steak, we sauteed up some mushrooms, onions, peas, and rice, like super simple. He ate all the steak. I mean, he housed that steak, but um, didn't touch his vegetables. So this morning, offered the vegetables again. He ate some of them. It's just this like, it's like a game almost. It's trying to figure them out. Not that you ever will, but I don't know. I just keep exposing. And then if I'm eating chocolate, he always wants his chocolate. So he gets some too. And yeah, it's, it can be really hard to just kind of be neutral about it, but I think it's made a difference so far for him. I don't know. We'll see what happens long term. But <laughs> yeah, and I don't remember where I heard this recently, but it was something like kids can catch up on their nutrition in like a ten to twenty day span. Interesting. So like, um, and that's something where like, so if your kid totally skips a meal they're fine. Like they're going to make it up at the next meal. Or if your kid eats only sweet potatoes for three days, they will then like, Oh, I need protein. And then they'll eat a ton of steak. And it's like, totally. Cause that's a long time. Cause Mm -hmm. you, you think of it as like the next meal or some, some parents, I think even think about it as every meal, like she wouldn't eat. So I had to give her chicken nuggets. And it's like, right. Oh, uh, and it's hard as a parent to just let your kids skip a meal, but it really is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so interesting. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, it does kind of take you to step back and say like, you know what? I trust my kid. If he's not hungry, like, he'll be okay. Yeah. He'll, he'll eat more at the next meal or like maybe he'll want a snack or whatever it is, but yeah. Um, yeah, I've definitely noticed that here, but I think, I mean, I was raised in the clean your plate, you know, yeah. you had to eat what was on your plate. You had to eat it all <laughs> no matter what. And I've tried very hard not to do that with my son. Yeah. Like you said, sometimes it's easier than others, especially when they're not eating a meal, but I don't know. I do. I trust him because I've seen it. Like the other day he ate pretty much an entire container of blueberries. That's all he wanted. And it wasn't a fight I was willing to have. But then I don't know if it was the next meal or the next morning he ate an egg and he ate his vegetables. And I mean, because he wanted that. That's what he was asking for. So it is. It's really interesting. And they know. (laughs) They know what they need. So yeah. And like something we're trying to do. Um I'm not as good at this as Scott is. Like, I kind of like having a snack on the couch and hanging out with Connor and eating chocolate. But um, we're trying to do more of like, if he's asking for a snack and it's close to mealtime, like, oh, okay, you want some chocolate? Let's, I'll put it on your tray and get you dinner. So like, we're gonna put all the foods out there and he can have the chocolate, but like, it's a meal. It's not like, give me chocolate on demand. Right. No, that sounds very similar to what we do as well. So, yeah. yeah. So it, it is, uh, I think 
I just want to set my son up for having a positive relationship with food, liking things like vegetables and meats. And when he's making more and more of his own choices, he doesn't have a bad association with those foods. It's not like I forced him to have two bites and once he can make the decision on his own, he's not going to do it. It's like, okay, let's find, how do you like this? What spices do you like? Do you like butter? Do you like it cooked or do you like it raw or, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So that, that's long-term. That's so much more important than the one meal right now, like being restrictive and making sure he doesn't get three M&Ms or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's, it's, it's a balance, but. It is. It's, and it changes day to day, week to week, minute to minute with these kids. Well, I think just in general, like we have less control now than we did a year ago. And a year from now, we're going to have way less control. Um, But I don't know, some of these things like, like the idea of teaching classes or like what you did in classrooms, like I just want to keep having the conversation in my community too. So um, if there's these mom's events in this, like that cookie event was the same club that I'm in that I did. I get to do a event where I talk about bone marrow and bone broth and the same club is having an event that, you know, is around cookies. And it's like, that's totally cool. But it's like, if I can keep having these conversations and maybe like, Oh, can we, can we move it towards maybe using almond flour in the cookies? So it has less of a glycemic impact on your, (laughs) I don't know. And I don't know what, like what that means, but can we have conversations with the schools of, um, can we add some peanut butter to the toast instead of like, plain bread you know what I mean like just small changes but talking about blood sugar talking about fats and um even like the school kids get whole milk up to age two and then they switch to two percent and I'm like oh well I'd rather him have the whole milk yeah is that an option (laughs) um Cause if it's organic whole milk and I don't have to, like my son gets raw milk and it's from pasture raised cows and it's, you know, the organic whole milk isn't exactly what I would choose, but that would make it a hell of a lot easier for me than packing my own milk. <laughs> like, right. Oh my and gosh. I'm, I'm okay with that choice. So, but I'm not really okay with the 2%. Right. So, right. Um, So, yeah, I'm hoping that just over time, the more we talk about it, there might be some small changes. Yeah, that's all we can Um, do. And like with the class that you had, you're planting seeds and who knows what those people will take home to their families and who knows. I mean, the ripple effect is pretty darn cool. So even if it's just one thing that seems small, you never know. You never know. What yeah, all the all the uh, events are going to have bone marrow at them now. They better. <laughs> <laughs> They're all going to make their own broth. Well, and I was I, I said I did bone marrow pancakes. It's like, oh, you you could do bone marrow cookies, and like, mm-hmm. um, you, you could make a nutrient dense cookie that still has sugar in it and tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I think the relationship with food thing is like, um, I think we've talked about this a little bit, but like our own relationship with food and how I'm just so glad that shifted before I had a kid. <laughs> Me too. Oh my gosh. Me too. Um, yeah. It's yeah. a lot. It's a lot to unpack though. Cause it's decades of the, these messages and these thoughts of your own. It's a lot <laughs> to work through. Yeah. And I'm not sure if I'm just exposed to different things now. Like I'm not following the mainstream cut calories and right. exercise as much as you can. And um, like, I'm not in that space. I'm in a space where like, let's focus on health first. Um, but it does seem like when we grew up, it was like Jenny Craig was everywhere and it was like, everybody was doing the, like you had to be on a diet and it was like, so I don't know if that's still as much of a thing. Um, or I'm just like, yeah, not around it. (laughs) Yeah. And there's something to be said for that in this social media world, especially where all this is right in your face. Like you said, remove yourself from it. It's not making you feel good. Just take yourself out of it. And it's easier said than done. Especially well, I think people still generally believe um, that cutting calories and exercising more is the formula. Mm-hmm. And if you believe that, then there's no reason to cut yourself off. You're just not motivated enough. And if you try harder, maybe you'll stick with your cal- calorie cutting next next week. Like I'll start again on Monday or whatever it is. And it's like kind of this this loop that you get stuck in oh yeah like okay I'm starting again Monday I'm starting again on the first of the month like but the reason it's not attainable is because it makes your body unhealthy especially um I was talking to somebody about this Monday I think she she was put on a diet from her work like you got a medical incentive uh if you lose weight or something like that that. and I'm like okay there is such a thing as calorie cutting to lose weight but it's really only if you're eating an extreme excess of calories right um you know if you're eating 2800 calories a day and you're 120 pounds like you don't need that much but if you're like I don't know. Somebody made a comment. Like I, I eat more than 2000 calories a day. Um, I I eat about 2000 calories a day when I'm not pregnant or breastfeeding, like just maintenance. Um, they're healthy foods. They're not spiking my insulin and that's fine. Like I'm not, I'm not gaining weight, eating more calories. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just this thing. Like if you're not eating an excess of calories, like it's not like the less, the better because your metabolism starts to shut down. Hormone production starts to shut down like thyroid function. So you're, you're not giving your body the energy it needs to perform its basic functions. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's hard to stick to these diets. Right. Yeah. Uh, Your mental health will tank. Oh Yeah. (laughs) 
So, yeah. And then you just literally fall apart. I mean, injuries when you're trying to work out, you know, you're, you're going to get hurt probably. That's what happened to me at least when I was under eating and exercising. It just like, and when was that? Was that? When was that? Um, oh geez. 2015, 2016. Oh, so recent. Mm -hmm. Yep. It was not good. I kept trying to run races and everything like my knees would everything would hurt like my feet, my knees, my shit, everything, no matter what I did. And it was a food thing, the quality and the calories. So, but I thought I was smarter than my body. <laughs> mm. Turns out <laughs> you're not. And was the goal weight loss? Yeah. And I was not a big person, but that was just yeah. like where my head was. Cause that's what I grew up thinking was that I had to be smaller to be worthy. And it was just like, it was a mess. It, it was bad. So that was really hard to get out of really, really hard. But Yeah. And that's the funny thing. Like you think it's like, Oh, get in this cycle of suffering. <laughs> Otherwise you're going to have to gain all this weight. And it's like, actually I was just as thin, not worrying about all the stuff. Like, I don't know. Like I had to switch to healthier foods, eating, you know, eating processed crap at 2000 calories a day is very different than eating nutrient dense foods and your body will react very differently. But, mm -hmm. um, it is just kind of interesting that it's like, you're not even sacrificing the body to have this healthy relationship with food. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, even back to like the restrictive thing, like, um, my, like Scott and Connor will eat gluten. They don't eat a ton of it, but they're not, they don't have an issue with it. I do. Um, and I think again, people look at what I eat and it looks really restric restrictive. And I'm just like, I, I love food. Right. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> like, I, <laughs> no, I enjoy. And I see, I do see people that like, get put on, like they find out they have celiac or like they, they have some acute problem where they need to cut something out. And it's just like, I hate food. I wish I didn't have to eat. And I'm like, Oh, that's so sad because there's like so much food out there and like so many different ways to combine flavors. And it's just like, like I said with the recipe creation, I'm just having the best time in the world. Yeah. That's what the world needs um, more of. Because it's not yeah. all boring. You don't have to eat like a rabbit to be healthy. You know, it's not just salads all the time. Like boring, plain salads. I think that's what people think. It's a lot of that. Right. And if you go on a diet, like you go, even like when I went paleo, uh, I think I started that six or seven years ago. It was like this badge of honor of like, here's all the things I'm not eating or like the whole 30, like right. where it's like, it is about the restriction. Whereas like kind of flipping this mindset to be about, uh, I love nourishing my body. I love finding ways to take in healthy food that also tastes really good. I like cooking with my son, like having this experience together of making the food and eating it together. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, I'm thankful. <laughs> oh my gosh. Me too. For that mindset shift. Yeah. So yeah, I, that was kind of my thoughts on approaching eating. Um, I think husbands like 
I don't know. Scott's like super on board. Jonathan's on board. Oh yeah. You said that. Completely. Yeah. So grateful for that as well. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like, I think husbands can be somewhat trickier sometimes too, but it's just like, start with making good quality food that tastes good. Mm -hmm. Don't try to introduce your husband or your kids to a new diet. Like, we're all gonna, we're all gonna do a whole 30 or we're like, I've tried to do that with Scott, like when I've done a sugar detox or something. And it's like, no, he doesn't want to do that. (laughs) But he's like, generally really on board with like, if I can make salmon with two vegetables, and it tastes good. And um, it's not like he, I don't know, needs brownies. Like, no, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts. Yeah. You have I don't any really, other thoughts? Yeah, I don't think I have anything else to add. <laughs> that was all of your thoughts. All of my thoughts. <laughs> Every single <Right>. one. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, yeah, it was, it was good talking to you. I, I'm hoping we'll get one, one more episode in before I have a baby, but who knows? <laughs> I know. That one has its own timeline. Any day now. So, <laughs> you ready? Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Email us your questions at at gmail.com and find us on Instagram at nourishedandnurturing. You can find more from me, Marissa, at confidentlybalanced.com. And you can find more from me, Michelle, on Instagram at Michelle Taggy. Please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast if you liked what you heard and share it with a friend. We look forward to talking to you next week.